On this episode of Cult Cinema Cavalcade, we celebrate Linda Blair's birthday with Witchery from 1988, co-starring David Hasselhoff. Welcome to Cult Cinema Cavalcade, a movie podcast that features hosts Brandon and Cullen discussing a film considered but not limited to being a cult classic. The episode you are listening to will include plot spoilers and may contain harsh language. Follow CC Cavalcade on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Listen to the show on cultcinemacavalcade.com, iTunes, and anywhere podcasts are found. They've got a bunch of legends about this island. Witches and rainbows and shit. Well, I was determined to visit this island. It's a mystery which fascinates me. This is Cult Cinema Cavalcade. This is episode 95. This is Brandon, and as always with me is your co-hoster who's watching me through that little crack in the shingle closet door thing. Colin! In honor of uh, the protagonist of today's movie, I will be uh, recording shirtless, eating Wendy's the entire time. Excellent. Were they served to you from the President of the United States in lieu of a championship victory? (laughs) (laughs) Today we are here to discuss the 1988 film Witchery. Cullen, give us the spellbinding plot of Witchery. A storm strands a group on a Massachusetts island where the only dwelling is an old hotel supposedly haunted by the ghost of a former German actress. The result is that each of the cast is picked off one by one. Witchery is directed by Fabrizio Laurenti under the pseudonym Martin Newland and stars Linda Blair, David Hasselhoff, Catherine Hicklin, Leslie Cumming, Annie Ross, and Hildegard Neff. So welcome back to Cult Cinema Cavalcade. As is our tradition, we always do a Linda Blair episode around her birthday because we care. Uh, Yes, uh, Brandon gave me a list of Linda Blair movies. Uh, I think it is accurate to say that this isn't so much a Linda Blair movie as it's a movie with Linda Blair in it. (laughs) It's a it's a collective effort. It's a it's a uh, ensemble. <laughs> she cer- she certainly is on camera during part of the movie. This feels like a movie where they're she's like after years of getting scripts of like trying to get her to do exorcist stuff. She's like fuck it, fine. I'm only gonna be there for a week though. <laughs> but yeah, she's in it. Uh, David Hasselhoff is in it. Maybe more interesting the film itself. The, the movie's title is Witchery. There's another title for the film when it starts called Evil Encounters, but the the thing that the lore of the movie is its original name is La Casa Four, which you're probably like, okay, so, but when you put it in the context 
of La Casa, it starts getting really fucking strange. Okay, so first, there's there's a movie called Ghost House, and Witchery is apparently intended to be a sequel to that, but I've seen both movies, and I mean, that'd be like putting any haunted house movie with another one and going, well, that's that's the sequel. So there's some places it was called Ghost House 2. So, so, so where does Dead Dudes in the House uh, lie in the continuity? It's like La, La Casa 19. Mm, okay, okay. Yeah, so, so in Italy, The Evil Dead... The original Sam Raimi film with Bruce Campbell, join us, blah, 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 tree rape, all that. When it got released overseas, it was called La Casa, which means the house. Yeah, it's kind of... Hey, whoa, 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 whoa. So you, you, you're talking a mile a minute here. Evil Dead 2 came out years later. You know, Sam, the Sam Raimi Evil Dead 2, Bruce Campbell, groovy, uh, you know. And that was called... La Casa 2, and that movie was like a phenomenon overseas, as we all know. There's an unofficial sequel called La Casa 3, done by Joe D'Amato, the Italian filmmaker, which came out overseas as La Casa 3, but when it came over to America and other English-speaking territories, it was called Ghost House. So then, when that one was like an international hit, they went forward with witchery but that was called la casa four and then there was another movie called beyond darkness which was directed by claudio fragasso beyond darkness and this one's interesting uh claudio fragasso is the uh, legendary director of troll 2 and uh, it also stars the kid from troll 2 so they they collaborated more than once oh my God! Yes. But the craziness doesn't end there. When the movie House... Like, these La Casa films were just like box office gold overseas. <laughs> were there so, no other films being released in Italy? So when House 2, the second story, which I... God damn, that's the best dad joke of all time in a movie title. <laughs> that came out. Not House 1, which would be a La Casa... House 2, the second story, comes out overseas. It's La Casa 6. And then there's a movie called The Horror Show, which is actually somehow, some way, House 3, which I it's always been that way. It's House 3, but if you watched The Horror Show and then someone told you it was House 3, you'd be like, oh, uh, it's that much connected to it. That one became La Casa 7. But the funny thing is, House House 2 and The Horror Show are both older films than Beyond Darkness, which is La Casa 5. They came out before it. So to go in order of the films is to jump ahead in time and then go back in time and climb back up a little bit. That That is the, the legend that is the La Casa series. And none of them, like, really... Aside from Evil Dead 1 and Evil Dead 2, none of them (laughs) feel like they go together. Even House 2 and technically House 3 don't even feel like they go together. Aside from hauntings in a house. That's like saying, well, my bloody Valentine, that's like Friday the 13th 2 because it's got a guy killing people. And I guess holidays. From what I've seen from Italian cinema, they don't care. It's just... Mm. is is, Is it weird? Yeah, okay, I'll see it. 
slap a title on it that'll sell it. They actually know they. The, here's the thing too, they bought the idea that these were real sequels. <laughs> you know, <laughs> there, there's so much name. It's it's the cinematic equivalent of trying to put together what the real fucking Beatles albums were back in the day. If you know anything about that, because I guess I guess the the standard is what you go like you would go with what they're called in the US now mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. the Beatles albums you had to go with what they were in the UK because like the, the album distribution and songs it was so weird like the US versions of Beatles albums were different than what the I guess the official Beatles canon is and they had different album titles and the songs were kind of like different ones were it was just a, it's a mess when you go to the different territories as to what the Beatles albums were, but the canon of them is the UK releases, not this. But we've since we have communications, we have knowledge, we have fixed things as we have with the La Casa series. They all now get sold by their actual, the U S titles, not La Casa. What fun, right? (laughs) Oh, those. And we haven't even started Uh, talking about this. And I'm already exhausted. Yep. Next time on Cult Cinema Cavalcade, <laughs> the movie discussion. Right. Oh, gosh. But, yeah, I've always wanted to tackle one of these La Casa films just to talk about the sheer insanity that is this false pretense series. Because they didn't have the, the copyright laws were not strict over there. Right. And so they could knock shit off. They could use they could call things sequels. Like, I am surprised like hell they didn't call all their Mad Max ripoffs like Road Warrior 5. Why didn't they do that? They were ripping those off like right and left. And the weird thing is their zombie movies, which are like uh, sequels to Dawn of the Dead, actually have a canon. (laughs) Very loose. Very loose. Very loose. But uh, I think think like, okay, so there's Dawn of the Dead, zombie is actually like supposed to be itself but was sold as a sequel to Dawn of the Dead a lot everywhere so it just kind of got was like well overseas sequel but if the zombie actually had zombie 2 and zombie or no they had a it had a sequel to it and then a, one after that and then the fifth one like has nothing to do with it it's like about birds attacking fucking people right and so it's like book ended by strange connections but mm-hmm. there's like three in a row that actually kind of work two with the same director but like well, kind of two with the same director but yeah it's these things get really messy it's it's fascinating to see like people really thought this was like a sequel to it like I, imagine go to the rental store and be like oh there's a such and such two like the movie we did our first year demons there's like mm-hmm. five of those but there's only two real ones right yeah, that one's got like five the troll movies there are like six troll movies but there's really only two one just got called it because they found a costume from one of the fucking movies, like from Troll 2, and used it in a movie. And so, like, some territories called it, like, Troll 3. Like, there's, like, four Troll 3s, I think, right? Something there's like something, that. There's something like that. It's, yeah, more than one Troll 3. And, Sp- like, Spain, Italy, they're fucking just tossing titles on things. You're like, well, cash in. Well, and you mentioned all of the, you know, F the... Yeah, names for these movies. They didn't even get this thing settled on when it was actually released. Yeah. You know? Well, I mean, yeah, we have a movie I, that has a title card with parentheses, like, or if you want this. Yeah, <laughs> like, the, you know, we watched Witchery, the uh, poster uh, that, that, that they show when I started to watch this on streaming, said, hey, this is Witchery. 
I start to watch it. The title card, Witchcraft. <laughs> oh, is that what you're saying? Yes. Okay, my title card said Witchery, and then in parentheses under it, it said Evil Encounters. I was like, what? <laughs> you can't make up your nope. mind on the damn <laughs> No. <laughs> so, yeah, so on top of everything we've already said, there's even more names for this fucking movie. Well, I, you know what it is, is a lot of times these reels would get, like, they, they'd have production companies that didn't last long. People would wind up buying the, the vault, and then they're like, well, let's release this again. we got to change the title so people think it's something new. And that, that would really fucking happen because we have all these movies. Like, you'll see normally you see a movie, and it's like a black title card where the old one used to be, and there's this right title. I, I just watched, like, The Mutilator last week, and that movie is, was originally, it's, it's called Fall Break. But a lot more people know it as a mutilator because it had a small theatrical run as Fall Break and then hit big on VHS because the VHS distributor's like, I'm calling this a fucking mutilator. D- and called it that. So, But its title is Fall Break, which was slasher movies. I guess mutilator and Fall Bla- Break struck yeah, gold bu- twice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they, they do retitle things now, but it's not to this it's degree. It's not like this. It's just a complete monkey pile of mess. Like they will like if something sounds like very American uh, in other territories they'll they'll change like I don't think Captain Captain America when that uh, came out was just called the first Avenger in some territories they took out Captain right. America that's just how it is and you know even, a- even though everyone called him Captain America throughout the whole f- movie <laughs> right no one called him hello first Avenger Captain Rogers yeah but uh, yeah so. So what is La Casa Four about? What I don't think we really need to bring you up to speed on what's been happening in the series before this. Uh, I do recommend La Casa One and Two very highly. They're great movies. <laughs> Ghost House. I remember I I did a review for a double feature of Ghost House and Witchery, and I remember thinking Ghost House had some pretty cool stuff in it. I was pretty pretty surprised by that, but I'll need to revisit it before I go back on that but I remember I, I think I remember liking Ghost House better than Witchery so I guess mm-hmm. the series kind of declines after you know Evil Dead 2 just starts jumping down <laughs> but so what did we watch we have a pregnant woman in a white bedding gown by the shore being chased by I've got to call them pilgrims is that <laughs> See, accurate I, I thought they were the children of the corn <laughs> they have like axes and sides and stuff. So, <laughs> um, just a bunch of people dressed in black with big floppy hats. Yes, uh, they they get her to this giant house hotel thing, and she's got this diamond on her, this gem that beacons brightly. House is empty. She flees through a hallway looking for an unlocked door, and ultimately she jumps through a window. And Jane, <laughs> played by Linda Blair, awakens startled in her bed and uh, pregnant, wearing a similar gown. So uh, when this this pregnant woman, when she jumps out of the window, uh, that was clearly a man jumping through the window, right? With a with a nice wig or some sweet <laughs> hair. Uh... Yeah, I couldn't tell if it was a mullet or if it was a wig, but it was <laughs> but it was clearly someone. That, it was a heavy set man wearing a dress jumping through a window. Right. I don't expect them to throw a pregnant woman through a window, but it was. Like, can you at least make him look kind of like it? Not just, hey, Bruce, put on this wig and jump. 
just hire the women stunt the women stunt performers, please. <laughs> yes, there were certainly some in 1988. Gosh, so uh, a young girl, Leslie, she wanders the cobwebbed hall that we just saw in the old timey intro, and all the doors are now open, and she takes a look at the window that was jumped through, and David Hasselhoff startles her to give her coffee, and he goes, "Who are you expecting? The Phantom of the Opera?" <laughs> <laughs> Oh my! <laughs> yeah, like how is that even like? Is that supposed to be funny? Like, what are you, <laughs> what are you talking about? It's like, well, we're not in an opera. We're in a house. Shut up! Give me my coffee. It's too early <laughs> for jokes, dickhead. <laughs> She's uh, working on a book about uh, that witch's night. So I guess the woman running away, pregnant in the beginning, was a witch. And, uh, Gary is uh, David Hasselhoff's name, and he thinks she's working too hard on this book. Jane, Belinda Blair's character, is walking through town with a gift in her hand and sees a woman in black with a diamond glistening that stops her when a crane carrying steel beams drops one right at her feet, and then the woman vanishes. And then the woman in black appears before a boy who's tossing a baseball. His name's Tommy. She tells him that he should hurry back as his sister bought him a present. Now, this woman in black, right? Right. Every time she's referred to... In this movie, she's referred to as the woman in black. Like, I saw the yes. woman in black. This woman in black. She's credited as the lady in black. Like, come <laughs> on. I, I know I'm nitpicking here. Right. You know, it's interesting that they call her uh, the woman in black because as I was watching this movie, I thought, this feels like the movie, The Woman in Black. Right. <laughs> it's, a, it's, it's a woman that is pissed off for some reason or another in a house, and she's wearing black. And she's exactly, a ghost. Yeah. The the Hammer film with uh, Daniel Radcliffe was a loosely based off witchery. It's a, it's a known fact, I guess. Uh, <laughs> Hasselhoff, Gary, he's concerned that Leslie is getting too deep into her studies, even though she's grateful he's come along to do pictures. Uh, as she reads a passage in her book, Gary pressures her about being a virgin. <laughs> Great Good job, guy. dude. Yeah, yeah, real real champion. We like you now. Uh, Jane is at her mother and father's talking about their latest business venture. In They're opening a club, right? Is that what it they're, they're trying to do? I guess. I don't know. They're they're buying property. I don't care. Yep. They're, they're, they're rich people, and they can eat a whole bag of shit for all I care. <laughs> so. <laughs> but the, their architect has been injured, so they plan on getting another one, and... Uh, <laughs> We meet thirsty, thirsty, thirsty Linda, who is showering, and her boyfriend John ignores a phone call. She then sees a quick vision of the woman in black in the mirror. We find she's the architect, as the Brooks call her, looking for a new architect. And uh, man, she she is she's very uh, forward with her boyfriend there, who's worried that she's gonna leave him for too long. I'm sorry, John. I get it. I have to go. You have to work. No. I want you to stay tonight. But, um, I can't play with you tomorrow. Because I have to work. I'll never understand which you love more, work or sex. (laughs) Well, you of all people should be able to answer that. Well, he, he is sitting right... At at uh, at muff level, let's be let's be honest here. That's what's going on. He's like staring right at her, and mm-hmm. uh, did, you know, after the, she gets off the phone, like, oh, I gotta work, and 
then they start, you know, getting frisky. Was it, did it feel creepy to you? Like, it just felt unnatural the way they touched each other. Yeah, <laughs> and th- yeah. And then, like, her foot started to touch his face, like, oh, no, let's not, oh, thank, and then, the, thank, it just cuts immediately, like, oh, thank God. Like, oh, thank you. <laughs> thank and you and for like, saving us, Mufi. He, like, held her leg in a way that was like, this is what straight men do, right? <laughs> <laughs> Ew, baby, your leg get me all fecked <laughs> up. Oh, my. <laughs> I'm so into the boobies. <laughs> uh, this girl, the actress, Catherine Hicklin, around this time, I noticed when I was doing my research for this movie, three-episode stint on Knight Rider. Boom. <laughs> so... Like the year before this, yeah. Might have been when they were filming it. Connections. So what you're telling me is this movie was just made so David Hasselhoff could get laid. <laughs> or he was in the middle of a relationship. <laughs> yeah. Doing a movie with so, Linda Blair. You know, the exorcist. <laughs> yeah, I know a great girl. We should hire her. I, I got a friend. Um, she's on Night Raider, one of the top rated shows. <laughs> she looks good next to me when I'm wearing tight pants. I'll, uh, I'll drive Kit to work if you let me have her on the set <laughs> and give her lines. But my character's in a relationship with a different woman in the movie, so I can have two at once, kind of. <laughs> one offset, one on. It's how I roll. So at the big house, uh, Leslie and Gary are staying the night where she forces him to sleep in a sleeping bag. I can't uh, believe she doesn't even let him sleep in the same bed. It's a bit much. No. It's a bit yeah, much. Like, like, I understand you want to stay a virgin, but that doesn't mean, like, I've slept in a. I've managed to sleep in beds without <laughs> mounting a woman. It's not that difficult, right? You might wake up with like a hand on somebody or something, or you might put your hands on them in a sleep. But th- there's it's, this PG thirteen. There's as much danger of being assaulted with him on the floor in a sleeping bag as there is with him in the bed. Like if he's gonna do it, I don't think the sleeping bag's preventing. <laughs> That's right. Well, it's like, well, I wanna. <laughs> I want to assault her, but I'd have to walk across the room. Ah, uh, forget it. Why did I zip this up? So uh, there, there's a light on in another place in the house where we see the woman in black rocking something and getting an eerie steady cam through the hallway. Uh, next day, Leslie continues to look out the broken window, which the lady in black appears in the glass that's remaining in the frame. Uh, the Brooks. Um Mother and father of Jane uh, meet with the property owners of the house. Uh, Mr. Brooks is he has some peering eyes at the secretary, which is just kind of a gross moment. It's like, ooh, this guy. Gary then comes by uh, and they witness a bright, shiny apparition and a flashback of the witch from the beginning jumping through the window. That, yeah, it was just like a glare, and they're all just <laughs> like, wow, that was cool. Yeah, there's multiple types in this movie where it's like there's just a flash of something. Why Why did we see that? Like, no, oh, we're on to the next scene. Never mind. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, the Brooks uh, with uh, Linda and uh, the property owner guy. Uh, he's uh, he's one of them. Uh, Jerry, is that his name? Jerry sure. Giordano. Yeah. Hey, hey, uh, little tip, screenwriters. Don't name uh, characters in your movie uh, Gary and Jerry. And don't have them <laughs> yeah. in the same scene. It's really confusing for the audience. Uh, they all take a boat to the island to the, uh, where the house is, and the guy tells them of all the legends of witches and stuff on the island. And while they're on the boat, Jane works on a rec- with the recording toy that has Oscar the Grouch and uh, Big Bird on it. 
and uh, it's her brother Tommy. They're, they're recording things, and he's like, "I love you, Jane." Keep in mind, folks. Keep keep that stuck okay, in your head. So it's important. So, so, it's come. so Tommy's on this boat with them. This child, great. Whose child is Tommy? I don't know. It's well, no, it's it's <laughs> right? the parents. It's the parents, right? Because that's her brother. So is it her is old ass on? parents had a Tommy? Yeah, that's that's her brother. What uh, they cannot be? They have to. Be- like half brother and sister or something because she is way too old and so are those parents. That's just how it's written and I agree. <laughs> yeah, it seemed why why couldn't he just be her son? Why? Uh it, yeah, it would uh raise the stakes a little bit for Linda Blair's character, that's for certain. Oh gosh. Instead uh, of her just standing around and being Linda Blair in a movie. That's mm-hmm. you know, just <laughs> they, they they paid to have her in the movie, and uh, that's about it. Walk around and be pregnant, please. Thank you. Here's a uh, white dress. Put this on. <laughs> uh, Leslie reveals to Gary that they shouldn't be there because they rejected her permission to stay on the island for her research. The boat captain then tells them all if they aren't there before the low tide, he will leave without them. And then we see a dark figure in the top of the building wandering around. The Brooks family aren't too enthused with the house, despite how excited the landlord is. And Linda has some optimism about it as well. This house shouldn't cost that much to rebuild. The structure has good bones. Well, maybe so, but it looks like a lot of work to me. This place gives me the shivers. Don't worry about that. Have the heating fixed up in a snap. Tommy wanders as Linda seems to be fainting ill. Tommy runs into the uh, woman in black who tells him nobody lives there. And in another part of the house, Gary realizes he forgot their hot plate as it's discovered by the uh, the Brooks group is what I call them looking at the house. But um, the, the owner swears nobody lives there. And the boat captain then ends up being approached by the woman in black. The gem has a full glare on him. And then the Jerry Giordano then tells them the previous owner was an actress. And he assures them she's probably dead. Nice. <laughs> well, she doesn't own the house anymore, I would yeah, hope. Like, yeah. Like, we then see the boat taking off and the captain is strung up and dead on it. And that's genuinely creepy because it's, it's shot. Cool. For, yeah, it's shot from a pretty good distance, and uh, he's just all tangled up, and he's just this corpse tangled up in the nets, and the boat is just drifting away. I couldn't imagine just like being on, like on a dock or something, and just seeing that going by. Like, okay, let's get the hell out of here. Yep, something I'm moving ter- three towns over. <laughs> that's right. I'm officially on the worst place on earth. I'm out of here. I'm out of here. I just wonder what the hell this guy's sin was. Like, everybody else seemed to have, like, a reason for being killed. This guy was just like, nah, I need the boat away from the island. (laughs) You know, there seems to be, like, this deep ritualistic reason for all the kills in this movie, except the the boat captain. Well, the the witch understands collateral damage, and that's what the (laughs) captain is. You gotta, you gotta break those eggs if you wanna make some omelets, you know? There you go. This is true. Jane continues to have some issues to that appear to relate to her pregnancy, and she's going to take some pills and drops them in a tub full of gross water. The bathtub was full. Like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Like, were you planning, like, to take a bath in sewage? Why, why was there any liquid in it? And, and she goes to reach in to get the pills in the water, and then some sort of, like, portal of hell experience happens, and she disappears. 
Well, I'll tell you what happens. She goes through the time vortex from Doctor Who. Right. The opening of classic Doctor <laughs> Who. <laughs> the only difference is this is tinted red and you don't see Tom Baker's face. Right. <laughs> that'd, be, that'd be funny if they, they did that one. We should, if, if, we were, if we were a uh, more involved podcast, we'd make some edits. for. Our, <laughs> have fun. But uh, just imagine them for us, folks, okay? Jane winds up in some caverns, witnessing a baby being fought over a fire and eaten by two scummy-looking vagrants. And then, <laughs> yeah, uh, like when, when this started, I was like, "The fuck is happening?" Right? Yeah, I was like, we're watching that... a different movie now. Like, what the fuck is it? Like Hellraiser Two? Fire begins to fill up in the room, and the woman in black laughs, and her gem shines, and then Jane faints, and then we wake up back in the house with everyone surrounding her. She opens her hand, which has like a porcelain doll hand in it. That was from, like, the baby that was being eaten, I think. I guess. I mean, yeah. the baby wasn't made of porcelain, but it's not like she had a little porcelain hand when she was digging through that sewage water in the tub, which is right. empty now, by the way. It's empty. Uh, she drops it, shatters. Uh, they all decide to leave, but the boat isn't there, which they couldn't see that from... They went all the way to the dock to realize the boat wasn't there. I'm like... <laughs> Yeah, like you wouldn't see that from so far away. Like, hang on, let's wait until we get on the dock, and then maybe we'll be able to see the boat. It will <laughs> miraculously appear. It's not foggy day. It's, it's you know from the window. Like it'd be like, wait, <laughs> is the boat gone? Let me go out the front. I'm on yes. the front porch. Yeah, it looks like the boat is gone. How I think about you are... get closer? <laughs> I think there are even multiple shots when they're inside the house, looking through the window where the dock is to show <laughs> there's no boat. And they take like a trek down there, like as, as yes. Wait, it's a good, it's a ten minute walk down to the <laughs> end of that that pier, and they still make walk the whole way down there. Like, like wait a minute, something's amiss. They should like cut to it. They're like, you know what? I think the boat left. <laughs> that would have been right. worth it. No, it's a line away from a Family Guy joke. It absolutely no, it is. no, yes, it is. Yes, it is. <laughs> So they decide to return to the house because what the fuck else would you do? Uh, they're going to wait. <sighs> they run into Gary and Leslie there, and she shares with them about what she's studying. Gary offers to head out on the uh, Zodiac, which is just like a little fucking motorboat raft. A way of him sounding badass. This is my Zodiac. He's going to bring back bigger transportation, but they're like, nah, let's just stand pat till the boat returns. And then they find out that the phone's no longer working. Meanwhile, at the realtor office, uh, they kind of like, call it a day and go home. <laughs> yeah. So, like, wait, what? <laughs> well, like, have we even seen these people before? Yeah, it's, it's the it's the dad. So when they first were in the office, it was the dad of Tony Giordano and the secretary. And that's who these two were. Like, we returned to them. Okay. Remember the secretary but, but that the, like, the, the, the dad, the Mr. Brooks, was like, hmm, what's up, baby? <laughs> Vaguely, I remember this, but it's just... You, you see them so briefly earlier in the movie, and then it's just like, all right, well, let's go and home. And you see like, briefly again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So you're just like, wait, 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 who are you? What, what, oh, oh, okay, scene's over, never mind. So as unrest grows a little, Tommy chills in another room with the woman in black who finds the elder uh, Brooks woman's medication, Rose Brooks. And uh, while everyone is uneasy, Linda says she wouldn't mind spending the night there. And uh, Rose looks for a room to rest, and she finds a vault of sorts in the room. Like, is that like a vault? Because it, I I, I, it was weird. It was 
it looks like it's a safe. Then she opens yes. it up and looks, and inside it's like a, a dumb waiter. Shoot? <laughs> yeah, thing? yeah. And then it ends up being like the fireplace. Is that? Oh, is that what it was? Is that why it, she was down I'm there? Ask, I'm asking because <laughs> I'm like, wait, is that what that ends up like? I. Oh well, well, you know, geographical locations are surprisingly vague in a movie where there's one location. It's one location. It's maybe one big place or two. Like I'm not. Well, like, like, it, it looks like there's like a, a building and another building, but then they could be connected. I'm not sure. I don't get yeah. a good outside angle to let me know. Well, we even was... get a helicopter, and we don't get a sick angle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, like even when she gets pulled into this, I I don't know what it is. Um, th- then she goes in that hell as well, uh-huh, right? The hell portal. Yep. Right, and so like th- that's why I think that it might not be a chimney because we do see someone else get pulled into hell and they're in different locations from than yeah. from they were originally were pulled so that's true that's true hell is a very mysterious place brandon mm-hmm. i mean if we were to ask that director uh he'd probably be like i don't fucking know no absolutely he wouldn't italians don't give a fuck about their movies yeah, like, they just yeah. shoot they just shoot a bunch of shit and make it look spooky and put it together like yeah it's a good enough wait plot uh, fuck it here here it, just, it looks creepy that's good enough i, I will say this uh, th- this has more plot in it than I think many of the other <laughs> Italian movies we've watched on the show. I can actually follow this thing a little bit. It's got the Americans in it. They had to impress them <laughs> with plot. Americans with their own on. Well, this well this it has an Italian director and stuff, but like it's not like shot like them. Like everyone's it is not it fe- all eighty yard. Like it's it's got right. like actual like. They actually recorded sound on set. Um, no, it, right. it's very much looks and plays yeah. and the effects and everything work like right. that. But it, like, there's there's one level of of yeah, that, that's the, taken off without yeah yeah that that's the one thing. So I shouldn't say the one thing, but that's maybe the biggest thing separating it is that over that crappy overdubbing that yeah. like every Italian horror movie has. Tommy and Jane talk about how he's gonna have a niece or nephew soon, but then leaves to go to the bathroom, and Jane talks to Leslie about studying paranormal phenomenon. She tells her... So do you believe in paranormal phenomena? What do you mean? Well, do you study professionally, or is it a hobby? You know, witches, spirit spells, unexplainable events. Well, yeah, I've studied it for so many years, I definitely believe in it. Well, what does this island have to do with it? Because they say on this island many witch burnings have taken place. And the book you're translating? What's an old German text about a woman accused of witchcraft. She was pregnant. And so preferred to take her own life rather than burn at the stake. And all of this took place on an island in the New World. This film was exactly like this one. And then a film projector starts playing and it's uh, it's not plugged in. And it's got the woman in black on it and showing a burning... Uh, the woman we... from the beginning running from the pilgrims. And, and we after... still see the, the, the stunt man jump through yep. the window. They're proud of that window jump. They show it to us like four fucking times. <laughs> they paid for it. They're going to yes. get every cent out of it. And then uh, Tommy goes upstairs during this. And so I, I got a question. Like, so the woman in black yeah. is not the jump through the window witch woman, right? 
Right. She's, she's the actress that used to live there that's dead now. That's what my take was from that. I don't think... No, I, I don't think the actress even enters into this movie at all. They just mention oh. her. See, that's I thought that's who that the woman in, in black was supposed to be. Like she, that that she's the she's the like evil spirit of like the dead actress that used to live there. No, I I and I don't even think that this woman in black is the woman that jumped out the window. No, I don't think she is. No, I think those. No, are two I, separate I, I think people, the woman yeah. in black is just some other unpleasant woman that used to live there that has magic like through this jewel. I don't know how she got it. Okay. I don't know if she got it from that woman that jumped out of the window. I think she had that jewel. I don't know. It See, doesn't make a whole lot of sense. When they showed this film reel and stuff, when they showed the woman in black on the film reel, she looked like she was like some old school like Hollywood party type thing. So I was like, oh, so she must be the actress that's they talked about for two seconds living there before and is probably dead so that's that's why i was getting that from no but I it, it wouldn't surprise like... me if she's just some thing that lives uh, there yeah because it is an italian horror movie it's like i said it's just hey here's some spooky shit what do you think so i think it's she's probably just one of the other ghosts that used to live there at some point or some damn I mean, she's definitely has something to do with witchcraft because well one of the copies of the movie is called witchcraft she's she's the villain <laughs> <laughs> not to put too fine a point on it but she's yeah, kind of a turd yes uh so rose is uh in the hell dimension she's tied up and being prepared uh, and taunted by vagrants the woman in black tells her of three gates to hell the door for greed will be closed forever, she says. And then this Indian guy that's in the hell dimension, because uh, he begins sewing her mouth closed. And it takes a while. It does, but it looks cool. <laughs> no, it, it, no, it looks really cool, but it did get to the point where it was like, okay, we get it. Like, you know, I, I, I like horror movies. We've, we've had many on this show, and I'll watch them in my free time. But this was just like, God, like that's enough. It was just... It's too gratuitous. <laughs> Tommy, he wanders the hall and sets his recorder up by a closed door where he hears the woman in black conjuring up something creepy. And it's funny, he's never told anyone in this house of this woman. He's had multiple, <laughs> multiple, before they even got to the island, he's been chatting and hanging with her. So as the group starts a fire, blood drips from, from the fireplace under their pile. They don't notice it. And we see Rose is strung up there above it, and burns up, but she can't talk because her mouth's shut, and then uh, time has passed and everyone's hanging out. Linda is, like, all up in this Jerry Giordano guy's business, and they decide to uh, <clears throat> turn in. That is really pretty. Is it old? I don't know. Do you wear it all the time? Mm-hmm. Even in bed? I think I'll go stretch out. Getting kind of tired. Yeah, I think I'll do the same thing. Safe to say we're stuck here for the night. Mr. Brooks, will you come and knock on my door when the cavalry gets here? Sure will. Thanks. Good night. And then Mr. Brooks is like, hmm, that's an odd smell. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, how... Crispy how, wife. How horrible is this that 
Not only is her mouth sewn shut, but she is burned to death by her own family, unknowingly. Yes. But, I mean, they should smell... I mean, granted, I've... It should smell like something's cooking, right? <laughs> or uh, the smoke should have a difficult time getting out of the chimney because there's a human body blocking right. the smoke. And then uh, in another room, uh, Gary and Leslie uh, start to get hot and heavy, but uh, she cuts it off and he uh, huffs off. Nobody tells the hassle off, no. Nobody. <laughs> and Jane uh, wanders into a candlelit room with a draped candle rocking itself. She reaches uh, her hand in and embraces something. Uh, Linda and the real estate guy find a room with a giant swordfish on the wall and plenty of buoys, and they get down to business. A uh, figure watches from the like closet door slash window thing. Yeah, again, the, the geography of this place like, is not very like, clear. I like. It's it's clearly still inside the house, but that decision to, I, I don't know, uh, <laughs> like like the, the the placement. It almost seems like the person that's looking through these slits, they're just carrying a giant wall with them, right? <laughs> so like no one will see me this way. Tommy listens to playback of his recording as Gary finds him and takes it, and then speaks Irish at him. Uh, Tommy Millard, women will drive you around the bend. They'll put the very devil in you. It's like, what the, what was that, David Hasselhoff? <laughs> uh, yeah, I think, yeah, I, um, I definitely blanked out during this part of the movie. <laughs> I was just sitting there like, this isn't important. No, I don't care. <laughs> so he, the dad, Tony Giordano's asking the police captain guy to go take a check of the old hotel, but little as you know, his son is doing fine as him and Linda continue their petting session while Mr. Brooks watches. The woman in black then tells us that the second door to hell is lust, and she extinguishes a candle, which sends Jerry and Linda into the hell dimension. Mr. Brooks enters the room where the, he finds nothing, and he's kind of like a, come on, you guys, I want to see. Come on, <laughs> where'd you go? Guys. Back in the hellverse, Linda and Giordano have been separated She's been tied to a chair by the vagrants as Giordano watches. As he screams for her, uh, the woman in black flashes her gem at him. The father then talks to some guy at a bar about them being stuck. Uh, Jerry's father. Uh, this guy won't take his boat out there for him because it's a suicide mission. And uh, he says he refuses to pay for it. Gary seems to have found an equal or a friend in Tommy, to which he shares about his childhood and makes all these voices. Uh, Mr. Brooks comes in. And wants to show Gary what's going on. He's like, hey, these guys were having sex and they just disappeared. And I was trying to watch. <laughs> Turn the channel back on, Gary. Make the TV work. As he leaves, Jane gives an eerie stare from her chair. Just to remind you, Linda Blair's in the movie. Because uh, <laughs> we haven't seen or heard from her in about 20 minutes. Uh, in the Hell Zone... Giordano is being nailed to a cross. Gary and Mr. Brooks find Linda on the wall with the swordfish impaled through her neck. Very cool. Leslie wrestles in her sleep and is approached by the woman in black. Suddenly we're in the hell and a dude with some fucked up mouth like rapes her while the vagrants hold her down. But yeah, th this guy's was... not Giordano, right? Like I was like, is that? No, it's, no, it's not. It's, it's not him. It's but for a second random... there, I was like, wait, is he? Yeah. Yeah, some random, I don't know, D 
demon or condemned soul or something. It's some guy with a melty mouth. Mm-hmm. And that's all he does in the movie. It's like, uh, what's your experience with um, demonic rape? <laughs> Good, you're cast. Hey, you look like, weird. You want to be in a movie? Great. <laughs> you have absolutely no muscle mass. Want to be in this movie? He really did. I mean, he was just he was absurdly thin. It's like you've eaten before, right? Like you know how to do this. Like I, I don't like. He has to be using like hell powers because I don't believe for a second he has enough energy to have any sex. There's no muscles on this guy. Right. I mean, he got half. If he if he, if he was half aroused, he'd just collapse from lack of blood. <laughs> I don't know about you, Brandon. I didn't love uh, watching another rape scene in a movie. Was well, not my favorite thing to this- do. And this one's like super ugh, gross. It's it goes on much longer than needs to to get the point of what's happening, and plus she's a virgin too, which makes it even just worse. Oh, it's gross. Leslie awakens, uh, terrified, and finds blood coming from her crotch. The woman in black then burns some kind of voodoo doll. Gary, Jane, Mr. Brooks, and Tommy then slowly exit the room they're in and see Giordano burning on an upside-down cross outside. Gary goes and gets Leslie, telling her Linda and Jerry have been killed. There's a random shot of a cop with his lights on driving through the city street. Random. I think it, you <laughs> yeah. know it's the sheriff looking for something. He's like, go to the hotel. I guess I'll drive the streets. Yeah, like even though doesn't he know that they're at this house? Yeah, he does. So why is he <laughs> patrolling the streets? They're I on an island. Surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if that shot came from a whole nother movie. Well, we need 10 extra seconds to fill out our movie. No, you don't. Go to hell. <laughs> Leslie tells the group of a, and this is how she pronounce it, satanic ritual going on. The upside down cross where Jerry was burned and Linda slashed throat. It's all part of an ancient ritual, a satanic ritual. They wonder where Rose is, and then Gary finds her ring in the fireplace. Her flesh then falls down, revealing itself. Gary doesn't think they can make it out in his raft boat. Then another random police car in the street shot. Uh, Mr. Brooks and Gary go out on the Zodiac, and they get a flare gun and fire one off, which... Kind of funny, it cuts to some movie where a vehicle explodes, so it looks like it landed. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, it that does. Was good. That was good. That was good. The girl watching it sees the flare in the sky, and someone picks up a handkerchief, and we see a wheelchair rolling down the hall. It's the girl who saw the flare. She's trying to tell her dad, who doesn't give a shit <laughs> at no, all. I think we found the most useless character in this movie. And I'm not talking about the dad. I'm talking about the wheelchair girl. We <laughs> saw her earlier. We've seen her twice in this movie. One time, it's just to say something to Tommy. She's like, okay, well, bye. And then she turns around and, you know. I don't uh, remember that. Oh, yeah. it was. I don't even remember <laughs> what the context was. Tommy was just by himself, like, in town or something. I thought she was new here. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Okay. No. Yeah, exactly. That's how unimportant she is to this movie. So, yeah, we don't see her, you know, from between that one scene and now. And then, I don't know, she just goes in. The dad's just like, whatever, we're not doing anything. And he's laying in bed with a cigarette. God, what's he reading? He's reading, like, I don't know, Pet Cemetery. Not Pet Cemetery. I cannot remember what he's reading. But he's reading, like, a known book. And he is zero fucks given dad. 
and it's so great. Like no, he's he's, like, no. he's he's in a waterbed smoking and reading The Godfather. That's what it was. That's right. <laughs> that is a dad that works forty hours a week and doesn't fucking care what your needs are. Like you fed, there's a roof over your head. Fuck off and go to bed. Get out of here. Dad? What do you want? Why aren't you in bed? Somebody's sending signals from the island. Jesus, if you didn't watch those cruddy movies, you wouldn't be getting nightmares. Oh, Dad, listen. You listen. You go to bed. You need your sleep. This, seriously, this whole, this, just this shot of the dad and his attitude, like, made the movie for me. Like, like my favorite part of the well, and it's so great. Like she, and she goes into, you know, she, uh, she goes in the room and says, you know, hey, uh, I, I think I, I see a flare. Somebody needs some help. He's like, no, we're not doing that. And that's it. Yeah. She does nothing to the movie. She doesn't do anything to help anybody. It's like, did you clean the fucking toilets? Then fuck off. Go. That's <laughs> right. I mean, I guess they like they needed to pad the movie with all those fillers of nothing. So I guess like. If they have something that lasts longer than two seconds, like, well, we got to put it in the movie. Like you said, he tells her to go to bed. She calls the police, but no one's there. Just a, <laughs> And the cop shows up just as it stops ringing. Exactly. So. That's why they showed us the fucking two shots of the cop car driving. <laughs> no. No. So, uh, and that's it. That's all we see of this girl, right? That's the last of her. Am yep. I correct? That, that's, so. We're, we're done. That's a wrap for wheelchair girl. <laughs> Is there, is there a more pointless character in cinema? I don't know. I'm not gonna say that she. There is a less important one, but man, who boy? Write us and tell us if you have someone more pointless. Jane finishes putting Tommy to sleep. Uh, Leslie and Gary and Mister Brooks are trying to make out Tommy's recordings. Leslie thinks it sounds German, to which Hasselhoff should have been like, "Give it here, then." But no. <laughs> Put a dope beat underneath it. Daddy Giordano tells the cop that he saw the flare, that he saw it too, and the cop refuses to go out to the hotel because it's dangerous. Uh, Leslie begins translating the tape, which is going through the sacrifices of the group, and the woman in black then talks about um, B is for blood, and Mr. B's nose begins to bleed, and he gets pretty loopy and starts wheezing, and then the woman in black has another voodoo doll, and she starts prickling at his veins and on it and having the wrist bleed, and Gary tries to tie it off with Mr. B's tie, but then she stabs his neck, and it bursts and runs all over his face. Mr. B dies. Well, like his, yeah, his neck explodes into David Hasselhoff's face. <laughs> Which I was like, when you see the neck start to throb, you're like, oh, and you see Hasselhoff's position, it's like, you're like, <laughs> Oh no, no, it's not. Yes, is it good? Like, but it you, still takes like another full minute for it to yeah. actually happen. You say to yourself, "I want that to pop and explode with blood <laughs> all over David Hasselhoff's face." There's no way anyone watching the movie isn't thinking that when watching it. That's right. Like, I can understand someone go, "Oh, please don't blow up and hit David Hasselhoff in the fla- face with blood." If you're not a big horror person, you're forced to watch witchery i don't know how that happened but um <laughs> yeah that's the only other reaction that i could see but it's along the same lines but i'm like oh please and it hits him it was, in the face it was also at this point in the movie where i thought what did these people do to you witch 
Like, what? <laughs> they just happened to show up where you used to live? Like, go to hell. Like, what, no, what actually, she's your... already there, dude. Yeah, like, <laughs> well, stay there. Leave them alone. You've had your turn. Let these people live, you dickhead. Like, what is her plan? Like, well, I'm going to kill them. Why? Open a portal to hell? Like, what? But you don't. Like, what? What? What's your? What? What's your goal? <laughs> you're, not an, you're not an anarchist. You can't get go get by on that. You just want to kill people. You're just a dickhead. Go to hell. Stay there. <laughs> Fuck you, woman in black. <laughs> a helicopter is heard overhead as Tommy opens doors to some room, and then the uh, police officers, uh, the the guy flying the helicopter with Mister Giordano in tow. So is he like? Well, I suppose we could take the helicopter out. Both dangerous. Like, I mean, we we never use it, so I guess we could just gas it up and go and go check it out. I mean, it makes sense because you know they're on a different island, so I don't know why I'm driving around this island. <laughs> Tommy, he's joined everyone, but all the doors in the room for shut. The cop and Mister Giordano can't see anything and determine. They would all be there if they could see something. And Gary can't even bust a window. Uh, the helicopter gets really close, even. And with heavy winds coming up, the cop, the helicopter heads out, and he, and the cop goes, "Ah, oh, we couldn't land there anyway." And then Gary uses his camera flash, which catches Mister Giordano's attention, but then it runs out of flash power. And then Mister Giordano thinks it was probably just a reflection, and they take off for good. And then once it's clear, the doors open, and everyone runs outside. Tommy points to a lit room upstairs and says, it's the woman in black. And Gary rushes in with Leslie behind him. And Tommy then says, it's not her after they've already ran away. Thanks, Tommy. Thanks, Thanks Tom. for that timely information. Yeah. You child that is related to someone apparently in this movie. Right. <laughs> Inside, uh, Leslie points out that uh, the window at the end of the hall is no longer broken. And inside the room, they see, guess, remember Linda Blair's in this movie? <laughs> Jane is possessed. It's the voice of the woman in black who says uh, the baby in her is the vessel that will carry out her tasks. You know she's possessed because her hair is teased out. Her eyes are wide open. Only only ghosts and demons would have teased hair. (laughs) Especially in 1989. Jane goes over her sacrifices, blah, again. And then, uh, just in case you didn't remember who died for what reason in the movie, and begins destructing the house as Gary and Leslie make a run for it. Once outside, they see Tommy's not there, so Gary goes back in the house for him, and he finds him, and then is impaled with, like, a candle holder? Is that what that was? I guess. Sharp object. Hasselhoff finds Tommy curled up in a corner. He's like, oh, good, I found you. And then it is blood spurts out of his mouth and yeah like i don't uh, and when i watched it i thought what happened what is what like who did this what's going on we don't see like anything spooky happened it's just it's just like flipping a switch like oh there's a candelabra inside me now i'm dead (laughs) and i'm dead thanks tommy i'm like three quarters dead because we'll see here leslie hears a witchy laugh from inside as she prepares uh, the boat and heads in, and the raft just kind of floats off. Then, way to go. Uh, inside, Leslie <laughs> it, uh, runs into the possessed Jane, and she has a chase. 
through that famed hallway we saw at the beginning. Jane's slowly coming at her. Tommy shows up and runs to her, and Leslie screams at him that it's not Jane. Jane begins strangling him, and Gary crawls out and throws the recorder playing I Love You, Jane, from earlier, and then he dies. He's like really dead now. Jane starts having a battle within herself and leaps through that window. That famous window to show us another stunt of a woman in a white gown jumping out the window. So she won, I guess? She killed her and her baby? Epilogue. Indeterminate time and place. At a hospital, Leslie is told she can leave soon. Tommy is fine. And what happened to her will have no effect on her baby. And she looks at the camera and says, my baby. You don't have to worry. It won't have any effect on the baby. My baby. And we get a freeze frame and the credits. <laughs> Which, that ending was fucking amazing. <laughs> Her line delivery was so off and wrong. It, it was amazing. My baby. <laughs> and, and then it's just, it's so perfect because... Literally, what, that window jump happened 90 seconds before the end of the movie? And then it's, oh, oh my God. I laughed and I clapped when I, <laughs> when I saw this. My baby. <laughs> and then this soft, sweet music plays over her looking, giving an expression that could only be described as, Exactly. It was like the female equivalent of that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) After all that, like, hellacious, like, because there's lots of blood and guts in that last minute. It's intense with that. And then. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So I. So they make it off this island because they get on the Zodiac or whatever, like. They should have just done that to begin with. They say, like, oh, the water's too choppy. Like, I don't know. Once I uh, know that someone was burned to death, like, you know what? I'm out. Let's try the water. Load up the Zodiac. Let's go. I'm going to try at least. Well, my thing is, like, what? Why? Once they had the, like, um, rape stuff with Leslie, why do they care so much about Linda Blair? And her baby is like, no, we made one ourselves. We used yeah. that one. Like, what? What was up? Like, they didn't make the, other, the one with Linda Blair. Like, what was? I don't know. Yeah, uh, Linda Blair didn't need, need to be in this movie at all, right? I mean, the, you could have just done all this stuff with. Um, is it supposed to be like a red herring? But the red herring that actually is like, is she Plan A? Is that what she is? For the woman in black, and then like Leslie's like Plan B, or that, or it's like, hey, we want this one, and then like all of a sudden it's like, hey, the Leslie, the one girl's sleeping and her boyfriend's gone. Like, let's demon rape her. Oh, that worked. Oh, we don't need Linda Blair anymore, but we can cause some shit with her. <laughs> I think like one of the part of whatever the woman in black's plan was had to do with the you know the removal of a, a virginity. For some reason or another. and I was like a gate. Right, right, right. So maybe the pregnancy was just unintended. It was like, oh, Tony the demon. Oh, he's more fertile than we thought. (sighs) Yeah, I don't know. Like the whole 
thing with uh, Linda Blair. I think it was just unintended, is my guess. My my guess is these fictional characters didn't intend to impregnate her. They just wanted to rape her. Yeah, as demons do. Or, or they went to the shoot the first day with the cast stuff. It's like, uh, like, all right, so here's what we're thinking. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Here's what happened. They, <laughs> they filmed the whole movie said, oh, shit, we don't have an ending. But we've got... <laughs> We've got access to a hospital, so let's get her. Let's get someone in a nurse's <laughs> outfit and film this ending. Linda Blair jumping out of the, the window, cutting to credits. It's not working for us. We need a little bit more here. <laughs> it's like, we'll figure it out when we People get closer to the People aren't going day. to understand this. <laughs> Clearly. Although it's still much more understandable than many other things we've seen. Uh, uh, Brandon, uh, are the Italians just obsessed with hell? It seems like every Italian horror movie has something to do with hell. I mean, demons, I dimensions, ghosts. Yeah, yeah. Like I know that they're you know mostly Catholics. Is that is that it? It's all this Catholic guilt somehow is manifested into ghost and hell. I, I, that could, I mean, yeah, that could, that could, the Catholic part could play into what, you know, drives and like has their people launch into horror at the box office. I mean, a lot of religious horror here works like, like, look at The Nun. Not a good movie, but people fucking flock to that shit. I know, but we have, we have many horror movies as you know, that the Italians do, but just so many movies where they're not ripping something else off as they used to do yeah. quite a bit. It's just so much of it. Yeah, um, it probably it probably dual dual market because Spanish is very Catholic too, mm-hmm. so it's probably right around that area, man. You can you make one here and then boom, you can you can run with it. So I mean, uh, there's there's demon. I mean, just it's supernatural stuff. So I mean, a lot of that's I mean demonic. I mean they they have monster things too. So. Yeah, but but, but that their version of hell is always so weird. Like I'm not I never know it's actually hell unless someone actually flat out tells me that the character is in hell yeah. and then I think about it I'm like, "Oh, I mean I guess that's hell." Yeah. I mean, that's not my hell. Right. I mean, it's no different than, you know, like Japanese with their versions of ghosts mm-hmm. throughout history. It's always been a, a similar I mean, they've always had that same look. I mean, before the ring even, that was like they had a oh, that was like their their idea of, you know, ghosts and right. stuff they have. I will, I will, I would say this. This is the uh, this is at least the first one I remember an Italian movie where they're doing hell stuff, where there was actually fire. I don't fire. remember that in others. Like every other one is just always dark, and it looks like everyone's just covered in clay and very sad. This actually is like okay, well, this looks awful. Someone's having their mouth sewn shut. I just yeah, wonder that, what's, that, what's the what's the Indian guy doing there? Like that's it's like he doesn't fit. <laughs> Like everything, the vagrants. I'm like, all right, all right. They're scummy fucks. But there's this like, no, nah, there's like Indian guys. Like, all right, I'm gonna sew your mouth shut right now. <laughs> Indian like, men to do this. I, I'm I'm here to sew your mouth shut. And then he shows up. I think he shows up for the um the woman that gets her like impaled with the the swordfish. He's mm-hmm. like just he's like, guess what I'm gonna do? But sew your mouth <laughs> shut. Like, like, what's he? He just doesn't. It, it's so off to me the the, the Native American guy. It's like, uh, were they like, well, we're gonna sell this to Americans. This will scare the shit out of them. <laughs> yeah, that a Native American is showing a white person's <laughs> mouth shut. <laughs> like, was that? Was well, that now, an well, 
Well, now I kind of like the scene. <laughs> God, you scared me. What are you expecting? Final movie opera? Now comes the point in the episode where we rate the movie we just watched. As we are a cult cinema cavalcade, we keep things nice and culty. Our ratings are as follows. Stay with your family. Fucking Tony Giordano. Don't go to the damn thing, the hotel house thing. You stay back, you let your son go. Well, that wouldn't be staying with your family, but you're staying with the family business. Converted, which means... Yep, you go take a look at the house, you don't want to buy it. And you get the fuck out of there as soon as you can. Just, whatever, this place ain't good. Or drinking the Kool-Aid, which means let's get pregnant babied with demon child, hell zone. You know, you're all in. Let's let's bring hell on earth with this thing, with my gem and my woman in black and all that crap. So, Colin, how do you rate witchery or witchcraft or La Casa 4 or evil encounters or ghost house 2? When we were picking uh, the movie, Brandon said, this one has David Hasselhoff and Linda Blair. Like, well, how can I miss? We have to watch this movie. Had I known how little Linda Blair was in this movie, I may not have picked it. <laughs> However, I-, I will say that I wasn't I wasn't really bored very much at all. I mean, there were a couple of scenes where my eyes glazed over, like, I don't, is this supposed to be important? I don't know. But that's also because I was, you know, taking notes and stuff like that, I think. Uh, the effects are great. I can follow what's going on in the movie, uh, which is a huge bonus for Italian horror. Linda Blair is clearly in this movie just because, like, well, she's kind of possessed, so let's get the person that's known for being possessed. Although that you think that David Hasselhoff, the guy who was currently famous <laughs> and on television at this time, would be the guy, you know, be in the poll, but I guess they went with a different route. Overall, I mean, I guess I'm converted on this one. It is it is interesting. You know, usually I, I try to watch movies twice for this movie, in, uh, for the show, and the first time I watched it, it was like, what the fuck is happening? And then the second time I watched it, it was like, oh, now it makes sense to me. So uh, this is definitely a multiple viewing movie, but I don't think it's a, necessarily a bad thing. It's better to, if you could get everything the first time, at least for me, but it, it's I, I do think it's worth a watch. So, Brandon, how do you rate the movie whose name shall not be decided upon? It's weird. I think the overall thing with this movie for me was it's all right. <laughs> you know, it wasn't it was never like, oh, God, end. it has impressive effects. It has impressive atmospheric stuff with it. It's kind of got an all right story about, I guess, I have to do these three things to bring hell to earth. And then this, it's, it's kind of a jumble of shit uh, going on, different ideas of within its own movie. While we're talking about like hell, it's got like three different ideas of how to do it with witchcraft. So, I don't know. Yeah. The, the Linda Blair factor on the, on the ends of, uh, as far as us focusing on her, this probably is the weakest effort in that regard. But this movie, it's got crazy stuff, but it doesn't go too overboard. I think Cullen and I definitely make some of the things sound more humorous than they possibly were because, uh, it just comes out in the discussion with overanalyzing something that shouldn't be analyzed as deep as we do, but that's what we do. The gore's good. The gore's really good, actually. <laughs> I, have to give, I have to give it that. Yeah, uh, yeah it's... I don't know. It's, it's all right. Like, I'm going to go converted to... It's all right. I'm just like, you know what? You Yeah, you'll see better. You can you see better Italian movies. You can see... It's kind of just like, yeah, it's all right. 
I mean, like, I don't know how else to say it. I was all right with the movie. I was like, well, I watched it again. Yeah, this is a, I think this is like the second time I've watched it, and I liked it better than the first time I watched it, from what I remember. And yeah, it's weird. It, and, and you're thinking like, oh, it's got Linda Has- Linda Blair and David Hasselhoff, and both of them aren't crazy. They're they're fine. They're competent. Everybody. I don't think there's like horrible performances here. They're all right. <laughs> like I think that's yeah. I have a new title for this movie. It's all right. That's a, that's my title. It's all right. La Casa. La Casa. Eh, La Casa, okay. We should have mentioned this earlier, but just so you guys know, Linda Blair does not get topless in this movie. I was waiting no. for it the whole time. The only time we've seen him get topless in this movie, it's... It's a vir- the virgin character. It's, it's unfortunate. It's, it, it, not, it, not the horny girl. She stays clothed. Right. Yes, yeah. It's like, oh, good. I'm glad we get to see her get topless while she's being raped by a demon. Thank you, movie. That's... Uh, that's how they that's how they play i mean ugh, yeah <laughs> mama mia <laughs> oh my cured is the ufo hotline your phone number to the biggest cover-up ever call 1-900-909-ufos although we warn you to be prepared this may be the most shocking phone call you'll ever make Hear up-to-the-minute UFO sightings and extraterrestrial contacts. Call 1-900-909-UFOs. Are extraterrestrial visitors real? Experience the contact. Call now. On the next episode of Cult Cinema Cavalcade, we'll be discussing Robo Vampire. Joining us for discussion will be Katie Rife from the AV Club. As always, thank you for checking out the show for the first or 95th time. And we hope you continue to do so. Uh, We'll be more attractive for syndication soon, very soon. And thank you for your help and being a part of that. We look forward to next time. But first, stay tuned for the trailer for Robo Vampire. The trailer that actually trails. Robo Warrior calling headquarters. for listening to Cult Cinema Cavalcade, part of the Creative Zombie Studios Network. For press opportunities, advertising opportunities, and more information on Cult Cinema Cavalcade, contact mail at cultcinemacavalcade.com. Produced by Brad Shoemaker. Edited by Brandon Peters. Narration by Rebecca Peters. Theme song Pink Baby by Happy Elf appears courtesy of the freemusicarchive.org network. The film and music featured in this episode are part of their respective studios and no infringement is intended. Join us again in two weeks for a new episode of Cult Cinema Cavalcade. Next time on Nights, a cabin deep in the darkness. Looks like a little house on a prairie. Evil visitors might come calling. We have company. Your turn, ladies. And you don't stand a ghost of a chance. I think you're just a spirit. Don't you make me angry! Because getting rid of them can be murder. These ghosts are not friendly like cats! Next time on Nights. They watch Nights.